everybody, this is Chris Broderick of Inflames, and you are watching Interview Under Fire. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back to a brand new edition of Interview Under Fire. This is your beloved host, the one and only Sonny here today. And today, I have the honor of speaking with an immensely talented axe man and Chris Broderick. Man, thank you so much for joining our IUF series today. Bro, yeah. here we are, man, uh, closing on some exciting times here for you and the rest of the guys over at the Mighty In Flames with the drop of the band's 14th i can't believe i'm <laughs> even saying that number now uh studio yeah. album uh foregone yeah set to unleash on february 10th on nuclear blast records chris let me begin by you know mentioning that you know even though you are one of the newer members in a band that i grew up listening to that right. doesn't come without congratulating you on all you know on being such a prominent guitarist in this band and being a part of the journey in reaching what 32 years of existence of in flames and of course all yeah. the well-deserved recognition the group has Thank been getting you. over the years 14 albums but i feel like you know there could not have been a more perfect addition to in flames other than you there's just so much to discover mm -hmm. about this highly anticipated album and what you are all about before Thank we get you. to all that and beyond let me just exhale <laughs> two things <laughs> how are you i think that's an important question and i feel like the excitement of releasing a full-length album after what we all went through these last two years has to be really kicking in, right? Absolutely. And that's, that's part of the reason why, like, I'm so happy to be here. Things are, things are rolling again. You know, we're, we're back out on the road and, um, you know, playing music for the masses and yeah. people are going nuts and, you know, it's starting to feel like normal metal life again. So I've been, I've been over the moon about this. It's been great. Yeah. So, yeah, I can't stand up about it. And it's, you know, we've been having really good shows night after night. And it doesn't, you know, for the next few months, I don't see an end in it, you know. So it's great. You guys just kicked off one of the more exciting tour campaigns, I feel like, for Inflames, possibly ever in the band's history. I mean, I mean, with Fit for an Autopsy, who are also great friends of mine. Shout out to those guys. Orbit Culture, yeah. Vended. You're in Chicago tonight. You're coming to Dallas with Mashuga. Uh, yeah. on actually my birthday of all days october 12th you'll be here in dallas oh, on my birthday uh you guys have born of osiris darkest hour hammerhead you guys are going to be in louder than life furnace fest here's the yep. deal man here's what i'm getting at one of the things that makes in flames in flames is the live presence that you guys exhibit on stage i saw you guys at the metal tour of the year earlier this year alongside megadeth chris mm -hmm. i ask a lot of questions about chemistry between members of the same band because i find those questions and stories kind of really interesting but in this right. case i want to talk about the chemistry between the different bands mm. you're currently touring with like the ones i mentioned i mean there's so much uh uh transitioning between you know subgenres between like mellow death hard rock deathcore metalcore thrash do you think it takes chemistry to make tours like these work and if so you know, what kind of chemistry do you take out there on the road? Well, we, you know, I, I feel like we need the wings for this. <laughs> yeah, there's, there, there's always some chemistry. And, and and I'll just go into the chemistry that's on this tour right now. You know, uh, the kids in Bended are, you know, they're just young and up and comers. You know, yeah. they're in the ropes and, and uh, uh, kicking off the show. It's It, it just feels like, you know. They're they're the the new kids here, and they're going to be coming up and working their way up. And then 
Orbit Culture, of course, they have the Swedish connection, you know, with Inflames, and they've been doing it for a little bit, and they they bring it every night. And of course, you you can't fault fit for an autopsy for anything. Like they they could be out on their own doing their own thing, but uh, they chose to come and tour with us, and they're all great guys, you know, Tim and Pat, and, and all of them, and uh, you know, so. It's it's been a really good chemistry, you know, different among, you know, uh yeah. for me I've been guitar nerding out with Tim and Pat and then, you know, Orbit Culture has been hanging with Bjorn and Anders, you know what I mean? And uh the I know just the other night the Vended singer had his birthday on the road, you know, so we were all there to witness that. So it's a good chemistry, definitely, but I wouldn't say that it's necessary for a tour to happen. You know, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, these things are put together by managers and record labels and, you know, all of that stuff. So it's it's more that kind of an, uh, an operation than, oh, well, you know, like, are these guys going to, you know, become best friends or something like that? It, <laughs> it's never, you know... It, you, you never see it like that. It's like when you meet the band that you're going to be touring with, then you, then you start to develop a, a chemistry. It's not, you have to have the chemistry first. You know what I mean? It's pretty amazing because, uh, you know, for a band like in flames, it feels like you guys are helping out the younger, you know, the younger crowd and the younger generation of bands are coming out like vended. You know, I think that's an important thing to mention who knows yeah. 10 years from now, vended will be headlining a, a, a big show that's helping out another band that's coming up to the forefront. I think it's exactly. I think I think that's a really good relationship to 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 mention as well. Yeah. 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 And, uh, you know, I also feel like live music is also at the point of saturation because everyone is touring at the same time. Chris, I'm getting at the I'm getting to the point where people are telling me my friends are saying, man, I can't get to this show because, you know, this show is happening. You know, every because obviously what happened in the last two years, we saw it, but it's a good thing. Yeah. You know, I don't you've seen the same thing at the same time. I just said, yeah, I th- well, you, we see it in different ways because mm-hmm. we're crossing paths with other bands and stuff like that. Um, you know, and I know a lot of my friends are going out, you know, and, and, and gone at the same time. But we also notice it in odder ways, too. Like nobody can get a bus. You know, it's <laughs> it's a hard thing to get a bus and, and, and actually find the means to tour right now. Like, And uh, I just think it stems from people being locked up too long like oh we yeah. gotta get out and do this all right we can tour again let's go you know and and the whole the whole world is is kind of feeling like that so i think it'll even back out you know yeah. and um i think everybody will find the the groove of things again but for for my part you know i'm just glad to be back out again you know and i, I want to stake on your part chris because here's you know within flames it's this is a band that's been around for over three decades for fans and listeners who may not know mm-hmm. i do want to talk about your journey because you've also been at this for a few oh, decades yeah. maybe even uh, you know before that you know whether it's with in flames or active defiance megadeth right. ballistic jack panzer i mean i could go on forever and ever about about your history but you've been through so much in your music career it, mm-hmm. I, I wonder Tell me about your relationship with with Anders and the guys before you joined in. I'm sure it's quite the thrill to be a part of this band's legacy. Like, were you a fan of In Flames before joining? How did all this like come yeah. together in the end? Yeah, the funny thing is, is the very first time I ever heard of In Flames, I was over in Germany touring with Jag Panzer, and they let us 
go in the warehouse of I, I think it was I I, know, I don't think they were on Century Media at the time, but they let yeah. us in the Century Media warehouse where they had all their catalog of bands and stuff. And Mark Bridey had pulled out. He's like, "Oh, you got to check out this band in Flames," and um, he was giving me a little bit of history about it. And I believe it was claiming that that I first heard, and that's you know that'll always be one of my favorite CDs of theirs. That, but that's then, my favorite, so it's it's perfect. <laughs> yeah, so that's when I first heard of them. But then you know, shortly after that, like uh, even in Jag Panzer, I'd done. Uh, a couple of tours with them and then as it progressed you know when i played with nevermore they we also played with in flames and so each time i'm getting to know them more and more and then with megadeth they played on the first gigant tour that, that i was a part of um and so by then you know it was like we were good buddies you know and they were always trying to get me to drink and uh you know we were always having a good time so um when the opportunity came to play with them it was just like oh man i would love to be a part of that you know if it wasn't obvious before this is this conversation that you and me are having right now is going to feel like a time machine when you said gigantor i can't yeah. tell you like how far you sent me back i was like i saw you on gigantor i remember seeing you at, at that tour with bodum and uh I yeah. Feel, yeah in flames and uh there were two other bands that i can't remember yeah, you guys came through Grand Prairie. That was one of the best shows I've ever been to. I was like, oh, wait, good Lord. Almost. Yeah, that, was, that was the first Dragon Tour I ever did. Yeah. And it feels like everything you have learned and experienced up to this point, I, I felt like you're you're feeding all of that into In Flames, giving this band almost like a, to the point of like a, a new and refreshing layer that it may not have had before. I don't know if you feel the same way, but after hearing those new tracks, bro, I mean, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah yeah well i think you know first of all i i was really on honored when bjorn came to me and said hey would you like to you know record some solos up over the top of this and and be a part of it and i was like yeah you know so <laughs> so it was it was funny because you know for my part it's like i know in flames has a very iconic sound itself so I, you know, you're always a little bit cautious. You don't want to trample over anything like that. And so I think the magic here was that they still retained all of that, you know, Anders and Bjorn write so well together. And then the three of us, Bryce, Tanner, and myself, um, came in and, and added our little, like, you know, spice on top, you know what I mean? And so we just hope that people really dig it. And uh, so far, you know, I really like the way the album came out. It's uh, it's heavy and melodic at the same time, you know? Like, uh, I I know we've kind of released more of the, the heavier side of things, but there's definitely, um, you know, variety for all. I'll put it that way. Okay. So. I feel yeah. like we we talked about everything, but let's let's get to the album now because here's the thing: people who are listening to this interview right now, yeah, we're talking late December. I'm not going to release this until we're a little bit closer down the line, so this yeah. is going to make for a very interesting time when it releases because this is the 14th album foregone releases on February 10, 2023. I can't I can't believe I'm even saying that year either. Right. Somehow right. we aged two years, Chris. Somehow <laughs> I'm still on 2019. I'm not even over that year yet. <laughs> right. 
<laughs> so, <laughs> you know, this this uh, drops on Nuclear Blast Records. Here's the thing. You guys also recently re-signed with Nuclear Blast. This is an important thing I want to talk about because here's a label that's been known as a heavyweight in of obviously the metal music industry. This makes you label mates alongside bands like Amaranth, Carcass, Epica, Cradle of Filth. We've had the privilege to have all those bands on our show. You know, what's the feeling like, Chris, having, you know, kicking off this new chapter of the band with the label that's been with the band with all these years, you know, it, almost like reigniting the flame, pun intended, you know? <laughs> uh, no, it's good. I, I, I don't know that I really viewed it that way, but what the sense that I'm getting right now is that that all everything is being coordinated really well with the way that, you know, we're bringing these songs out to kind of build the anticipation mm. with the way that we're doing the, the videos and the, the press buildup for the release of the CD. And I know it seems like it's a, you know, it's still a little ways off, but you know, February will be here like before you know it. And there's always reasons why, you know, a release is when it is. So there are those reasons we don't need to go into those, but I think that the amazing thing about this CD is it's not just another, oh, well, we're going to put out another CD. It's, it's, there's a lot of thought that have not only went into the writing and the recording of the music, but also just the way that fans are going to receive it, you know? So I'm super stoked to see how this goes. Yeah. And uh, before we get into the core of this record, this is also the follow up to the band's 2019 full-length album i the mask which uh, great album by the way i went back and heard that even the albums before it uh, you know the genre of you know melodic death and the gothenburg sound lives on through in flames it's such an important part of metal music especially in the early 90s leading to today chris i mentioned you are the newest member and a fine addition alongside your talented bandmates you know the new chapter in i feel like it's a new chapter in your career you know these new tours this new album the writing process so far gone. Did you sense any pressure for yourself? Like, did you have to listen to like previous In Flames albums before you started composing on the new material? What was all that like for you? I mean, did that ever seep into your head? No, no, not at all. <laughs> not, not a chance. Because for my part, it happened so quickly. Like, and this is the way everything happens within Flames. Is no, nobody talks about anything, and they're like, hey. We're thinking about recording some solos today. You want to come in? Uh, okay. You know, <laughs> you know, I don't even know what parts, like where these solos are going to go or anything. Oh, well, let's listen to it here. Let's let's take that part. What do you think about that part? Let's try that part right there. Okay. You know, so it was very just like, all right, let's just do it. Let's make it happen. So there was no time to contemplate about, you know, how I should write or anything like that. I just tried to match the vibe of the song as I heard it, you know. So the more material I had, the better. If I had the vocals there at the time, it gave me a little bit more insight into the tonalities and the mood and all of that. So, um, you know, it's that's what I mainly keyed off. It, It wasn't like, oh, you know, here's this big history that I have to live up to or anything like that. Yeah, I, I love that answer. You know, I know it's just three songs. And if, if people who haven't heard those three songs, please go out there and listen to it. Because, I mean, uh, State of Slow Decay, The Great Deceiver, Foregone Part One. 
I mean, I feel like the band has already one up themselves here with just these three. I mean, it was so beautifully composed. I don't know if you go to the YouTube comments like I do. I mean, I'm a journalist. I have to, but right, it's right. the same huh. thing people are saying. This is such a refreshing sound. In Flames are back. All like this, the commonality that I'm seeing. For me, it was, uh, you know, I'm not even reading the comments at this point because it feels like I'm hearing In Flames again for the mm -hmm. first time. That's not an easy thing to do. Walk me yeah. through this, man. You know, uh, when did writing start? And can these songs, it's kind of like a two-part question, can these songs serve as a sneak peek as to, into what's to come on Forgone? Or are we just barely scratching the surface here? <laughs> uh, well, I'm trying to decide how much I can divulge. <laughs> uh, so first of all, for the first part of the question, your two-part question, um, I'm going to, uh, like, recite some of what Bjorn has talked about because mm -hmm. him and Anders were the biggest, you know, the biggest part of the writing. Right. And uh, he had talked about where they did it kind of in two stages. They did it in one um, at the end of 21, where they got together and they did this writing session over in LA and they were kind of putting ideas together. And then they went home and, and hung out with their families for the holidays and stuff like that. And then they came back at the end of January to do the second session um, of writing and recording, which just that's the thing that's really happening these days. There's less like, oh, here's these songs we wrote. Now let's go in the studio and record them. It's like, here's these songs we wrote in the studio that we recorded. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> yeah. That was kind of the writing process for this album. And then uh, the rest of us were brought into it um, at a little bit towards more towards the end of it. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to quote Anders here uh, at, to add along to what you just said about Bjorn. We wanted to make a record that was heavily guitar driven. And he yeah. also talked about how, you know, it, it, that you guys have found a great balance between the past, the present and the future with Forgone. Chris, it seems like you joined at the perfect time. <laughs> you know, it, I, I, I do feel lucky. That's for sure. <laughs> I want. I also wonder how is the composition of songs different for you as opposed to the other members of the band. You're a guitarist, but I'm talking production side. In what order do you come in on the final draft process of all this? Really, I just came in and, and laid down solos. So that's that's really like Bjorn handled all of the rhythms and all of that, and uh, that's that's pretty much, you know, I. I would say that's what I would expect as an In Flames fan because you you, you want to make sure that you keep the product, um, you know, true to its roots. You know what I mean? And, um, you know, there was a question that we were asked the other day about, you know, us being, you know, uh, me and uh, Bryce and Tanner being a part of the writing process and stuff like that. And, of course, you know, it's definitely got to be Bjorn and Anders, but they were cool. They they were like, you know what? Never say never. There's always a possibility that that may happen. But what I think we do is we bring in the little fills, the riffs, the the things that um, we're individually known for. You know what I mean? Yeah. So and, and right now, I think that's a really good place to be because you don't want to you don't want to mess with something that's a good thing. You know what I mean? What did I say earlier about adding that extra layer, right? You, yeah. you, Tanner and Bryce add on to that in and staying true to your sound yet evolving on that. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, 
I mean, Chris, that's not an easy, easy thing to do after three decades. You know, you have to keep it right. fresh and look at uh, again. I don't mean to sound like a broken record, but the YouTube comments that they're talking about you providing your you know, intake on foregone your yeah. influences, Chris, how often do you get to talk about this and who are your influences? I, I have to ask about that. I come from a family of musicians, so that's yeah. something that I really take uh, heart to. Yeah. So, I mean, I could go on forever about my influences, but in, in metal, it was all the early shredders like Jason Becker and Paul Gilbert, Marty Friedman, yeah. you know, all of those, the, the insane players, Yngwie Malmsteen, Eddie Van Halen, blah, 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 you know, so on and so on, right? Forever and ever. But uh, I also do get into, you know, uh, classical music. That was my degree in college. And uh, uh, flamenco, Paco de Lucia, was one of my all-time favorite music musicians. And uh, so I, I kind of draw from some of those influences as well. Uh, you're speaking my language right now because I play the violin. So uh, oh, isn't my. it isn't it amazing how classical and metal just it goes together just like that? Somebody once said to me, I feel like it's a prominent saying now. It's like if Beethoven was like a metalhead, if he if he was a, a what I'm saying is if he was a music fan today, he would be a metalhead. That's what I'm trying to yeah. say. <laughs> well, from what I, I know of his personality, too, he was pretty angry, too. So, hey, that's we fit right in, bro. You know, yeah. and, you know, the sound itself uh, and. Again, sticking on the production side of things, I love the sound production on these three songs so far. I'm an audiophile these days, Chris. I'm very picky on how I want my music to sound, the way I want it to sound. It felt a big more, bit more of a kick in the heaviness on this one because the Forgone, the production part of this album, did you guys bring in a team to handle this part? Did you guys as members take roles on this? How did this all flesh out as far as the production side? You know, I do... Um, I, I don't know as far as the production side in terms of, okay. there, to my knowledge, there was no change in the team, you know, uh, or anything like that. But I do know that there was an intent to make it a little bit more, you know, guitar heavy and heavy in general. And, yeah. um, you know, during the final mastering process, Anders was definitely keying in on that side of it and listening to the, the, the masters that he would get back and making sure that they sounded as heavy as he wanted them to. So, um, yeah, there, there was definitely some of that aspect in there. Now, you know, between writing and structuring the songs and the production process, like we just talked about now, this may be a question more for Anders or Bjorn, but I, I would like to get your take on this, Chris, you know, yeah. the lyricism throughout Forgone, even the bulk of Inflames discography, they deal with, you know, dystopia, you know, astronomy, dark fantasy, even like angst, inner, inner struggles. You know, you have a song yeah. like The Great Deceiver, for example. You know, it talks about um, reacting to false flags, right? Mm -hmm. You have a song like Forgone, the title track, part one. It dives into topics on how the world is technically more bleak now more than ever before. You know, it's yeah, it, yeah. especially at a time like today, it really resonates. I begin to think of the tangibles or the intangibles of a theme to your music like is that a big component to songwriting for a band like in flames through your perspective <laughs> through it, it this is yeah this would have to be definitely through my perspective <laughs> because it's not like i can speak for anders on this but uh i would say so definitely there's definitely a through line through some of these songs and some of the lyric material that you hear um 
But the one thing I will say, and I totally agree with this in terms of what Anders has said about his lyric writing, is he doesn't want to make it so obvious that you only can infer exactly what it says. He wants to keep it open-ended enough to where the listener can take that song and that lyric and, and kind of make it a part of their life. And, a, and you know attribute it to to things that they see in the world around them and to me that's a much better lyric because mm -hmm. the, the minute you're trying to be so descriptive about how it affects you personally somebody else isn't going to be able to relate to that and i think anders does an awesome job at at allowing that to happen with each individual being able to listen to those lyrics and saying i relate to that i understand what what he's saying even though it's open-ended enough that they apply it to their own life. And it really shows the growth in the discography too. Thank you for sharing that, Chris. You know, it's, it, it is, I love hearing another band member's intake on because it is just as important as far as the person who wrote it, you know, it impacts yeah. you as well, you know, as a musician and as a person, you know, with Forgone, even though we're a couple months out, would you see this album? You've done a lot of albums, bro. <laughs> let, oh, yeah. let, let, let me, let me point that out. Would you yeah. see this album, this specific album as a snapshot of where you are, in a certain time in your life looking back um no not necessarily hmm. i think i think lyrically like i can always draw from it when you think of instances in your life where things things just seem like they're screwed and they're not going any which way but uh but it's for me i i feel like you know even though this has a lot to relate to i almost see it as one of those things like you know for me personally, I feel like, you know, we're pushing, we're moving again, we're on, we're on the rise. And so I don't feel like, I, I'm not even sure if that was your question, like, but this, this album, as much as I love it, and I can, I can, you know, relate to the lyrics at this time in, in my career. No, nah, I don't, I don't feel like, you know, I don't feel yeah. like that's shit, you know, things are going to hell, you know. Yeah, there you go. And that, that that's a perfect answer. That counts as an answer, you know. I, yeah. I know from you know from the different experiences and, and perspectives in your timeline that you have taken in, which we've discussed about, you know, and, and performing for as long as you have, and the yeah. people you have met, met and worked with doing, you know, alongside countless talented bands and and artists, this pandemic, you know, uh the yeah. touring and growing fan base that you've been a part of with all your other bands, including in flames. Yeah. And it sounds like you still have much left to put out there with not only inflamed his artistic vision but yours like i can't wait to see where you go from here man you know and that's it's a really exciting you're like an iron man at this point you know going from band to band but you're seeing results that's what that's the greatest part about all this have you well, ever it's almost like go ahead did you want to yeah so you know it's, it's funny because i've been really fortunate in the way i've been going from you know from band to band as you would put it it's it's never been about like trying to, you know, maneuver or anything like that. It's about taking opportunities when they present themselves, you know, and when, when you take an opportunity and you really like the fit and you stick with it. And that's the way I feel right now. You know, have you ever stopped for a moment to take a look back at how far you've come? Uh, <laughs> No, not really. Like, I do think about points and times, you know, highlights and stuff like that. And 
even even quite honestly, even the low lights are still good memories. That's what's really interesting, you know. I remember one of the first tours I did with Jack Panzer, and we all I came home with pneumonia. I literally slept three days straight through the holidays, like just sick, 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 you know. And now I'm like, oh, it was awesome. <laughs> what, what is you know, that? You know, I, that's uh, it. That was like a million dollar question because you've been through so much. I don't know if you have a moment like this because, especially in the last two years, I know I've had to take. Bro, I it's it's a very bad thing that I do. I never stop. Like I never just you know thankful for whatever whichever moment that I get nowadays, and I've learned that. So, um, and I wanted to ask that question because because you've been through so much because I think it's important to celebrate the successes along the way. And you mentioned like the negative things. You know, it it really shapes you into who you are. You know, yeah. and that sucks. Pen, I've I've been there. <laughs> uh, pneumonia for pain. You know, you think of some of the the. the real trying times that you've had to go through but when you look back on it you think about all the people that were there with you slugging it out with you and really like trying to make it happen and that's on yeah. memory you know yeah and so. it was well put uh chris man uh this is the last part of the interview man I, I really appreciate you for taking the time for to do this i i hear soundtrack happening so i'll let you go here bro but uh, <laughs> it's the start of uh bended set yeah. yeah, uh real quick, you guys are live streaming this if I'm not mistaken. Um I tomorrow, so. I believe. Yeah, that's bro, it's it's really great. I mean, uh you guys have a louder than life and furnace fest. And I have friends who are covering that show uh right now, but man, is do you have any last words? Is any shout outs, anything else you'd like to plug in or mention as far as in flames, the new album, maybe a new music video? I don't know what you can yeah. cannot say. <laughs> yeah. You know, as far I, I think everybody knows that, you know, obviously we have the new CD coming out and I would love it if they they picked it up and hopefully, you know, love it when they get it. But uh, to me, the main thing is, is really just showing our appreciation for the people that are still here with us and, and going to shows and, you know, just being a part of the metal community in general. Like, to me, that... that that can't be said enough because that's what, you know, gives us the opportunity to do what we do. And, uh, you know, it's just, to me, it's, it's good to see it. Like, because, you know, when you look out in the crowd and you see people like either moshing together or whether they're singing the lyrics or something, it's, you know, that to me is really inspiring when you see that you can affect people's lives. So, yeah. Uh, well said. And uh, enough about how much I appreciate everybody that, that comes to these shows. No, man, I appreciate you. I, bro, I had a blast in you guys. Uh, I was actually in Tulsa when you guys went through Metal Through the Year. I was actually the one taking photos. I don't know if you remember my face, yeah. but <laughs> you guys knocked it out. It was like I, I was seeing, I was like a kid again when I first listened to Flames. But uh, real quick, I do want to mention Heartbeat Hot Sauce. Um, where can fans buy something like this? Is this something they can purchase right now if they go to your website yeah. or? You know, the funny thing is, is uh, even before Flames got their own hot sauce, you know, I bought some hot sauce from them. So you can definitely do it online, but that's that's the only way that I personally know of to get it because that's how I ended up purchasing it. And, are, uh, are you are you going to bring it with you guys on the road? It's yeah, we have some. Yes, okay, thank you. That's what I was trying to get at. I'll probably be the first in line when you guys come here to Dallas. But um, everyone who's yeah, listening, got, this is yeah, 
different styles. So yeah, I, I can't wait. And everyone's listening. This is the talented Chris Broderick, bro. Much love, man. Thank you so much for for doing this with me. I feel like I would love to bring you back on again. This has been such a great conversation. And everyone's listening. You can um, catch them on the current tour with Fit for an Autopsy, Orbit, Orbit Culture. Can't talk to him. I'm so excited. And Vended. No, uh, you guys are at Louder Than Life tomorrow, I believe. And I think for right. his fest on Saturday. And then you guys will be coming to Dallas with Meshuggah on October 12th. That is my birthday. I'm going to mention that over and over because that's an, that's 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 going to be great. <laughs> to get free presents. You know, <laughs> That's it. That's all I'm trying to do here. You already know what I'm getting at. Um, and then you guys have Born of Osiris, Darkest Hour. After that, you have the European tour. Man, it's it's so exciting to have something like this to look forward to. Okay, uh, just uh, take care of yourself, man. Be safe. Have a have a great tour. Have a great release leading up to February. Um, and everyone's listening. You can listen to this podcast on all major podcast streams out there. Check us out on interviewunderfire.com. I think I think I, I think we're short on time. I think there's a guy behind you, but. Yeah. Uh, uh, do us all a favor, buy the record when it comes out. Foregone drops February 10th on Nuclear Blast Records. Chris, thank you from the bottom of my heart, man. We'll stay in hey, touch. Thank you so much, man. I'll talk to we'll you soon, buddy. We will. All right, we'll stay in touch. Bye-bye. guys thanks for listening to interview under fire podcast if you guys like what you heard please subscribe and share our channel and please leave a five-star review as that helps us tremendously if you'd like to check out more visit www.interviewunderfire.com or our social media channels on facebook instagram and youtube and finally we want to thank you all for the support you've been giving us keep it burning